0: Welcome to episode 81 of the Marketing Junkie Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Caruana, and do I have an exciting and inspiring interview for you on the podcast today. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation that I had with Dan Ryan. Dan Ryan, also known as the PM exam coach, helps people through his online courses and programs passed the PMP exam or the project management certification with flying colors. And he recently hit the $1 million mark on Kajabi, which first of all is absolutely incredible. But what is even more incredible is the journey about how he's gotten there, how many times he's pivoted and adjusted and how far he dives deep into the numbers. And honestly, the one thing that really blows me away about Dan is his level of dedication to service and to his customers. And in this interview, he gets so specific about exactly what he attributes his success to and Also, what he maybe would have done differently. He talks about how he knows exactly how to sell somebody on his programs, how he knows how to speak to them, how he did that research, how he's transformed his business from a membership to a higher price point, and also what he has on the roadmap for 2022. So, if you are interested in turning your knowledge or expertise into an online course or program, but you're maybe not sure what to where to start or you're afraid to give up your corporate salary, this is the interview that you need to drop everything and listen to. Because again, like I said, Dan is so inspiring and his energy is just contagious. And again, the only thing that matches his energy is his level of detail in this episode. So I can't wait. I have all of Dan's information linked in the episode description or the show notes so that you can find more information about Dan and his programs. But Without further ado, here is my interview with Dan. You're listening to The Marketing Junkie Podcast with me, your host, Michelle Caruana. I'm a corporate marketing nine to fiver turned brick and mortar business owner turned online entrepreneur. And growing businesses through smart and efficient marketing is kind of my thing. If you're like most business owners, you probably feel like you could overdose on all the different tactics out there. So I created this podcast to help you cut through the noise and the clutter, and just get the clear, actionable strategies based on what's working and what's not for both myself and my marketing clients. Tune in every week to learn exactly how to attract an audience and convert them into customers and raving fans. No fluff included. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dan. I'm really excited for this conversation. Can't wait. All right, so let's get started. Um, Can you just do a quick introduction, and let us know who you are and who you serve.
1: Sure. Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me on. My name is Dan Ryan, and I am a PMP, standing for Project Management Professional Exam Certification Coach. So, you know, uh, without getting into a crazy amount of details, there's those exams in life that advance us in our careers The bar exam, the CPA exam, the PMP exam is just another example of that for project managers. They can get a higher salary. They can negotiate for a better job. They could find a job, right? So um, I just do one very small, very niche thing. I just help them get ready to pass the exam they have to get in order to earn that credential. And those are the people that I serve, project managers, business analysts, project coordinators, program managers, or even people coming out of college, breaking out, trying to get into a new field.
0: Okay, awesome. And just to clarify a little bit, because I interview a lot of different types of business owners. You serve in the online course industry, right? Can you tell us a little bit about just a really brief overview of your membership and what you offer in terms of helping the people pass that exam?
1: Yeah, you know, all things evolve over time, right? So when I got started. This was an informal kind of side hustle where I was at work helping colleagues. And, you know, finally, somebody said to me, this is a business, man. And I said, you know, I had yellow notepads and I had some PowerPoints and things, but it was informal. But people could tell me I was effective at it. So, uh, you know, I saw this Kajabi um, presentation by Amy Porterfield and I signed up and the rest is history. But basically... I took some informal notes that I had, right? Some, you know, some, some things I was doing as a coach off the side of my desk. And I took them and I formalized these documents and these videos and put them on a learning management system and started delivering them. I added in a regular weekly coaching session. You know, that's been a big secret to my success, the high availability to people who were studying, right? And uh, so I took this informal thing that I was doing, the side hustle, and I you know, I put a chin on the business, I formalized it, I built assets, I made it super simple, and, and now this is what I deliver uh, to people. When I first started, it was like everybody else, I guess I was selling workbooks or $23 or something, or, you know, $99 or something. Well, I sold 10 of them, I made a thousand bucks or something, you know, and you thought this guy was the limit. And then I said, wait a second, how about if I do a subscription? So they said, okay, how about 59 bucks a month? Sounds good. People started signing up. I said, wow, I got recurring revenue. But then I realized, you know, well, the re- revenue is recurring, but then, you know, it's not scaling. Right. So then we went, well, let's add a 997 one time offer that gives 180 days access. And then let's add a high ticket offer. And so, so like one thing leads to another. So, yeah. I offered a subscription that was my mainstay for like my first year, year and a half. I still have some subscriptions that I use on the down sell. Um, But my premium product now is a much higher end product. I wouldn't look back at my business and say, hmm, how can I scale with a $59 a month subscription? Now I know Netflix does it for 13 bucks, whatever, 15 bucks. Maybe I don't have their marketing machine. The people that I can reach out there, the serious customers in my business, I figured out what the new price point is that they'll, you know, tolerate. And so now I'm coming for like a a more premium transformation type of an offer now, not just test prep, but also like redoing their LinkedIn profile, redoing their resume, giving them job coaching, you know, and bringing like life coaching into the PMP thing to really make it more robust. Sorry, I got so long winded there.
0: No, that's perfect. And something that I love that you brought up is that your business kind of changed form over the years, because I think what a lot of people get stuck with is they have this idea in their head about what their business should look like. It should be a membership or it should be a course or it should be this. And they kind of get stuck on that and they forget that, you know, you have to listen to the market. You have to listen to what's working, what's not working. And one of the my favorite things about your story is that you've pivoted and adapted so many times. And you've had great success with it. So I heard through the Kajabi group that you recently reached a really exciting milestone. Do you want to quickly share that? Because, I mean, as you're kind of talking, I hear like, you know, $59 a month, I hear 997, but you recently reached a huge milestone that can really put into perspective what's possible with this type of business. So do you want to share?
1: Yes, please. So uh, recently I reached the pinnacle of selling $1 million of, online retail consumer products through Kajabi's platform.
0: That's awesome. Did and you get your did you get your swag yet?
1: No, nah, they're sending me a a a jacket and a 1 million dollar pin. Awesome. But they didn't but they didn't have double extra large so it's going to go to my teenager. Well,
0: that's good. I Coach like Dan
1: that. Coach Dan runs a little big around the middle. <laughs> that's awesome. But, but yeah, I sold a million dollars worth of stuff on Kajabi starting off with an informal side hustle just being a coach in the coffee room, you know?
0: Awesome, yeah. So can you talk to me a little bit? I know you mentioned a couple of different price points, but do you have kind of like a customer journey in your business right now? Or is it just kind of one main product? Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I did an incredible amount of research into my persona, whatever avatar, I don't know what they call it, but you know who my customer is, a male and a female. Named them, gave them names, ages. I know how old they are. I know where they live in the United States. My female avatar lives in places like Georgia, Texas, Florida, Washington, D.C., you know, like that whole hub of the southern United States. Houston is a big one. Everybody's in Houston now doing PMP. So I'm aware of where the buzz is and 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 where these folks are coming from. Everybody's getting asked these questions, you know? And um, so my marketing's really dialed in after a couple of years now. When I write my emails in my sequences, pff, some they feel like I'm like, how does this guy, how did he know these things about me? <laughs> you know. That's and I so know because when they come to the meetings, they say, like, how did you know like? you know, how did you know to write that email to me like that? You know, I'm like, I know you haven't done anything in a month. You're bored. You gave up. you All your money's wasted, right? Wrong. Click here and meet with me now, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, you're right. It has been a little bit of a up and down journey in terms of needing to quickly adapt and pivot. You know, nobody trained you for this. You come in, you're sitting there, you're like, wow, the sales were X number of thousands last month. You're like, yeah, but We're only one third of that, and this month's almost over. What happened? Nobody comes and tells you, oh, here's the um, operations manual. Here's what you need to do. So, you know, oh, man, I need TikTok. or Should I run some TikTok ads? You know, like you you see me, I'm pinging you every, like, couple weeks. Like, hey, Michelle, what do you know about, like, LinkedIn? Or, you know, what do you know about TikTok? You know, (laughs) so, you know, you got your hands out there in the Kajabi group. You're, You're all over the place trying to get the latest intel. So, yeah, I started off with a subscription. Yeah, that was great until I needed to have three or four team members every month, right? Then the then I realized the subscription's not scaling as fast as it needs to be. But I also saw on the other side that the subscription wasn't as helpful to the customer in terms of getting them through the journey that you were talking about, okay? It's nice if they want to stay in there for many months and keep paying, but ultimately people will judge the success of my program by how many people pass the exam and post on Google it worked, right? So by actually raising the prices, I got a more serious caliber of customer, if you can imagine that. Seems crazy, right? But yeah, by raising the price and honing my services and and providing some more value and some touch points, live coaching, one-on-one coaching, my value offer went way up.
0: Awesome. And yeah, I love that you kind of made that clarification because your ideal customer, it sounds like they kind of have a very specific end goal in mind. And it sounds like they want to
1: do this forever. We don't want to be friends forever.
0: Exactly. So it's really interesting that you kind of had that shift. But one question that I wanted to ask, because I know this is something that a lot of people struggle with. When you say that you did a lot of research, can you give us just one or two ideas of where you did this research? Was it, were you doing research into people that had previous? Previously purchased from you, or was there a source that you went to? How did you kind of go about that?
1: Well, for example, every single customer that comes through the door gets a one on one kickoff with me live on Zoom, like us right now. And the first five questions are, Oh, where do you live? Oh, yeah, oh, that's <laughs> nice. So you're married, or you have kids? Or how old are the kids? And, you know, what's their names? You know, and stuff like that. And it all gets noted down. And they were the same names. They were the same <laughs> names. It was always like, You know, Janet or you know know, Deb, you know, like you know what I mean, like. And I said, oh, so let me guess, you got like a ten year old, and like you're trying to get ahead in your career, and you need an extra certification at the office because some of these guys are getting promotions, and you're more qualified than them, and they're like, that's right, Dan, that's right. (laughs) I'm like, I know, I know, I know, right? So we help them through, and then we level the playing field for them, and then they love you for doing that, you know. But um. Yeah, uh, but many, many methods, Michelle, surveys with Kajabi questionnaires. I created assessments in Kajabi, sent them out to people, take this quiz, had the results go to a form, exported the form, looked at it, provided it to the people who I'm doing marketing with. We crafted the copy and the content around those responses. Um, uh, Survey monkeys, uh, you know, uh, one-on-ones, like uh, informal focus groups, like when I do my group coaching calls. Hey, guys, how's it going? What does everybody think about in the group class? Just put it in the chat if you don't even want to say anything. People say things in the chat they would never say verbally. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, whoa. So like they'll let you know all of your problems easily that way. And so just continual input from the customers, continually feeling like you care. When somebody calls out a mistake or a problem, um, you know, really taking the time to acknowledge it, paraphrase back to them, oh, you didn't like... That when I tried to sign you up, that I didn't give you more time for this, yeah, you know, like, and then going back and making sure that that feedback makes it into the, you know, into the team, so that like, you know, we learn from those mistakes. We're not always good at that, you know, we don't always do great at that, but uh, but that's how I'm so you know so dialed into, uh, you know, and then the Facebook ads. When I ran Facebook ads, you know, the demographics let you really really get some good pictures. So. So that's how I did my research on who my customers were.
0: That's awesome. And I love that you actually, you know, get on a meeting with them because a lot of people get too nervous to do that. But that's really where I think I get the gold as well. What people are struggling with, what they need. I love those kind of like one-on-one conversations because people can be a little bit more honest and candid. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that I love that you said, just to kind of, again, summarize this topic, because I know a lot of people struggle with it is. What something that I hear a lot from my audience is that they don't want to do polls on social media or they don't want to ask questions on social media because they feel like they're talking to crickets. So I love the idea of doing it. I get that too. But I like the idea of doing it on like a closed Zoom call because you can, you know, kind of, I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but even if people aren't responding, even just one or two responses will kind of start that engagement. And a lot of times, I remember when I was doing my first webinar, I think like two people were on it and one was like my college roommate's ex-boyfriend or something. So I was just saying, (laughs) so I was just, I was answering questions, but I was kind of like just answering my frequently asked questions, but I was just saying, oh, I got this question via email or, so, you know, you're able to, when you're on a Zoom call, you're able to do a little bit more of that to kind of pull that out of people
1: dynamically
0: yeah whereas you can't really do that as well on social media so
1: but like I I have a huge background in customer service okay but what were you saying you think what
0: I just think I love that idea of doing it on like a closed more intimate zoom call because it's so much easier than doing it on social media
1: yeah like a focus group it's more private it's more personal it's more productive and you can quickly elicit what you want to know from a couple of key stakeholders without having like every Tom Dick and Harry watching right
0: Right. And every time I put out like a question or a poll or something on social media, yeah. I get people that are not my ideal customer answering, like someone I was friends with, you know, 20 years right. ago or my right. mom. The waters
1: like waters it down.
0: Right. Exactly. So I love I love that little.
1: Um, but like with my help desk background and stuff, I'll say like Mike, I'll have a customer that will get on a Zoom with me to give me like praise because everything went well. Mm-hmm. But I won't let them off the call until they tell me one thing that's wrong. My biggest fans, the ones that leave me five star reviews, they're like, there's nothing, there's nothing. I'm like, everybody could do something better. Here, look. I'm like, here, finish a sentence for me. Dan, I loved your program, but you know what could be better? The, I go finish that sentence. I make them finish the sentence. I, and they say, I oh, you know. love that. Oh, you know, your your workbooks are, have spelling errors. Thank you, workbooks have spelling errors, team, blah, 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 proofread workbooks, Trello, task, right? You know, now when I'm, when my customers finish PMP, I want to keep a relationship with them. So I'm now providing professional development units to maintain their credential. That's a very inaffordable, low end subscription, like a Netflix type of a cost. But even for that, when they contact me and they say, Dan, what's this 19 buck a month thing you got worth? I said, well, let's jump on a zoom. I'll tell you all about it. Right? let me ask you a question. If you're selling a nine, nine, seven course, right? Why can't you jump on a 15 minute zoom with somebody who's willing to give you a thousand dollars? Why does everybody think gotta be so asynchronous? No, it's totally recurring. It's totally passive. I gotcha. Yeah. It can be after you've made a hundred grand. Okay. But meanwhile, in the beginning, I'm telling you, here's the secret sauce. Nobody knows that. I just inherently brought to the table high availability I saw a couple guys doing it on LinkedIn. I like when I went on there, I pinged like the biggest name in project management. This dude named Andy Crow. He's got a best-selling book with millions of copies, millions. And he was the biggest guy. Everybody in the whole industry knows him. And I just said, hey, Andy, can I talk to you on the phone? And he replied. He's like, yeah, here's my number, you know. And I called and I set up a meeting with him. He's like, what do you need? I'm like, could you do a podcast with me? He's like, yeah. It's like Really? I did like a 40 minute podcast with them. It was my first big thing on YouTube. I used it to promote webinars in the webinars. I sold my low trip, my office, you know, so hustle, man, hustle. And anybody who even remotely expresses an interest in signing up for your course, let's jump on Zoom. Now, if they don't want that, if they're resistant to that, because they might be that type of buyer that just wants to be behind their keyboard, that's fine. But, you know, I've had numerous people tell me, especially early in the beginning, I don't do it as much now, right? Because I don't have to as much. But in the beginning, they told me it was incredible. It was like, because, you know, they're looking at me online and they're seeing this persona like, whoa, Coach Dan, this guy, he's what he's doing. This is cool. And I've got all my YouTubes and hundreds of people. And then all of a sudden the phone rings and it's me on the phone with them. They're like, who's this? I'm like, it's Coach Dan. They're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. Right. Right. You got to leverage what you got. Right. And so that's my big tip to everybody. Even if you're selling an asynchronous course, put that, make yourself high availability, let these people talk to you and feel like they know you like you and them are friends.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people have been kind of tricked, especially the last couple of years into this passive income dream. And they don't realize that it can't always start out like that. You have to, you know, put in the work in the beginning and really focus on that research and that development. Yeah, but I'm
1: still doing it because I love it, because the same love that makes me want to do these meetings at no value to myself is the same reason why the energy that I give makes the material so good that I'm able to sell a million dollars worth of it. So it's sort of a self-fulfilling. It's a it's a thing that goes back and forth into itself, right? It's like the giver's gift.
0: I really don't like. I do not like the term passive income, especially when it relates to like higher ticket courses. So I'm really calling it
1: automated income. Clarify that it's not passive. It's automated. There's still a human being involved in it.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I know you talked about you know how your business has grown over the years. Mm -hmm. What is on your plan for 2022? How do you plan? I know you hit the million dollar milestone, but how do you plan on scaling past that? Do you have any, anything specific?
1: I got nothing. (laughs) No, I'm only kidding. (laughs) Um, You know, I see that I'm going to need, I see that now at this point, now I'm going to need, you know, it just yesterday, I just started, it just started eking into the side of my brain. I think I need an entire new overall, I yeah, you know, I've had, to, this is the site I started with in 2017. All right. Same logo, same branding, same look, same everything. I've redesigned it, a few, you, know, you know, but it might just be time for a whole new thing ground up, which means for me now with my better due diligence, going out and researching all of my competitors' websites, Microsoft, LinkedIn, everybody who's doing it, Udemy, I don't care who it is. I'm going to do a SWOT analysis of every single site. I'm going to I'm going to pull my customers. I'm going to do those focus groups I was talking about. I'll take a month to measure it out and figure it out and plan it out, and then I'm going to roll out an entirely new through Kajabi, uh, you know, a a website uh, that's you know so incredibly easy for the customer to use. All right, Um, so intuitive, which Kajabi, Kajabi does such a good job. So, so there's the whole customer-facing piece, which is, the uh, you know, just taking the whole learning management system and the curriculum. I rolled out all new slides for all of my programs. I had them professionally designed by a curriculum specialist, a PowerPoint designer. Okay, that was not cheap. And that's hard to justify. I'm going to spend, what? My current slides are fine. What the hell? But now I'm realizing, now I, I, I've got to be the best in every category, eventually eventually. So this is an investment. So all new slides, new websites, new videos, new equipment, new lighting, new video cameras, stuff for my office, Yeti, microphones, high def cams, logic cams, you know, all that stuff. So that's the customer side. But on the, on the marketing and sales side, it's going to be all about creating a transformational package. Okay, I want to create something called the project management transformation package. There's people who have been left by COVID, skipped a whole generation of people who miss in college and they're coming to the workforce, no resume, no nothing, no clue, you know, that, you know, they worked at Wendy's, maybe we're going to take these people, juniors, we're going to get it coming in college, coming out of college. We're going to expose them to project management as an alternative to going to school or college. Or, or or joining the union, or going to teach, or becoming a cop, or whatever. You can become a project manager. The studies show we need 25 million project managers by 2025, and they would like to be certified. And I'm going to do their LinkedIn profile. I'm going to do their resume. I'm going to get them certified. I'm going to give them job coaching and all these things that I've learned from the other Kajabi coaches. Many women with these powerful seven-figure businesses, life coaching other types of therapies and therapeutics. People are telling me that I'm good at some of this stuff, even though I have a little bit of a Brooklyn attitude. So I might do a little bit more of, you know, getting involved in really helping transform people's lives. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, but it would be a high ticket three to five thousand.
0: Yeah, I love that. And we kind of had our own talk about this kind of offline about you know, how to kind of grow even beyond that million dollar mark with those higher ticket, higher tests. If
1: it, if it worked, according to my projections, I'd be able to reduce the amount of customers that I interact with by 50% and double my revenue.
0: So, something that I wanted to mention because people that haven't experienced working with you yet, they wouldn't know this, I don't think, going into mm-hmm. this. But mm-hmm. something that I want to mention that you've always impressed me with is. You know your numbers, and I think a lot of people forget how important that is. Like you, literally pulled up your dashboard the last time we were on Zoom, and you said, "Yeah, hey, this dip here. I know exactly what happened." This... Yeah. So, a lot yeah, of I
1: live inside, inside my. You, nobody trained me. I don't. Nobody ever showed me how. So I had to live inside. That's another thing. You, you, at some point, maybe you're going to ask me what I could have maybe have done better, or maybe something. When I can, I can we jump to that right, to right now? Question. Can yeah. we jump to that right now?
0: Yeah, of course. All
1: right, all right. go ahead, ask me.
0: Okay, so if you could go back, what would you do different? What would you tell yourself?
1: (laughs) Okay, so I know what I said on the Kajabi Facebook group. That's part of it, right? But the point is, is that I spent too much time on the mechanics of the courses and the stuff. Every piece of copy, every email sequence. I spent thousands of dollars one time to have an email sequence created, you know? I write all my own copy now. If I could start over and do it again, I think I might have had a propensity to try to sub out too many little bits and parts. Okay, this guy in you know over here is going to do this, and that. it's not that it didn't work. It's that maybe if I spent, you know, I had this concept. Well, I could work with offshore teams. I could work with distributed teams. I'll pay less, less per hour. This and that. I'll sub out pieces. I'll have specialty people. I'll be decentralized. It'll be less risky, but. The management of all of that, and, and I'm sorry, the quality, I, I could have paid a little bit more for some of the people I worked with, or just paid, done more myself, done more in-house, even if I would have taken a little bit longer learned more about, uh, you know, like, you know, like automations and email sequences and, you know, the customer journey and how to speak to them and your avatars and, and then, but then also more about how Kajabi works, right. How to build a page, how to build a checkout card, how to add buttons, how to add a call to action, how to open in a new window, you know, like I'm going like every time I need to do something, I'm like going online and I'm saying, Hey buddy, Uh, you up yet? I need two checkout pages built. I should have started from the beginning doing everything myself first, everything or as much as I possibly could. I subbed too much out. And I think I wasted money. I wasted money and time and time.
0: You mentioned that eventually you made all of these big investments. So you invested in professional slides and things like that. But a lot of people, I think, do that way too early and don't focus on the most. important. Oh,
1: yeah. You know, I had sold $1,000 worth of my products before I had finished building them. I did it accidentally. I didn't know the Kajabi offer page was live. Somebody found it. They found it. I don't know how they found it. It was only live. I swear it was only live for like 15 hours. I had just uploaded my first things and I got an email and it said, somebody gave you $47 for a workbook or something. I was like, what? This must be spam. And I went down and I logged on to Kajabi and it said, congratulations, you've had your first sale, $47. The woman's name was Annette French. I'll never forget it to this day. And so we sent her a workbook. But, you know, yeah. And then I've been living inside those dashboards every day since then.
0: <laughs> I had a similar experience that I'll also never forget. I remember posting my first course on my Instagram stories. I didn't have a sales page, didn't have the course built. And somebody immediately was like, I'm in. Edible. And her name was Tasha. And like, I'll never forget that because I was not ready. I was just putting a feeler out there. And and within minutes, she was like, I'm in, where do I pay? Where do I sign up? And I was like, well, I guess I'm creating this thing. So this leads kind of perfectly into like my last summarizing question. So Uh I know we kind of talked about what you would do different. And if you could go back, what changes you would make, but for somebody that is kind of finding themselves in a similar position as you were, so Giving advice for free, or maybe finding themselves an expert in a particular topic, what would you say to them if they're, you know, maybe they're doing well in their career and they're a little bit afraid to make this leap? What would you say to them?
1: Are you saying it's a person who might be having a side hustle like me and having anxiety about making the leap?
0: Yeah, or even just somebody who has no who knows that they know a lot about a topic and they know they can help out. Right,
1: others. right, they, right.
0: They have no right. idea maybe it's the tech. Maybe it's, you know, who knows, what would you kind of say to that person who knows they can help people with their knowledge, but they are. Well,
1: look, well, look, everybody is capable of becoming a master. If you do anything for two or three hours a day for a month or two straight, you are going to become so incredibly good at doing it and talking about it that people are going to be shocked when they listen to you. So the first thing is immerse yourself in it, right? Because like you could say, oh, fake it till you make it. Right. Get in there. Start telling people you're the best, but then go and back it up. Yeah. Since 2011, since 2015, I've been saying I'm the number one PMP guy. Well, I really am now, but I only got there because I said I was since day one and I did everything I could to prove it. And I dared people to prove me wrong. So, you know, fake it till you make it. Get in there and throw your hat in the ring. At some point, you have to throw the dice. Okay you're going to control your working future or someone's going to control it for you. Okay. So I had to take a couple steps back and pay. Yeah. I came from a high paying corporate job. I had to take a beat down on that, but then I'm exceeded way past that now and in control of my destiny. So You're going to have to, it's never going to be easy. People say things like, well, you know what? I'll just wait until next spring and then I'll be ready because I'll have this money saved and then I'll put my notice. That time is never coming. I just, one day on a Thursday, I just said, okay, that's it. Today's the day. And I walked in and resigned the next day, put in my notice, right? You'll know when that time comes, act on it, do it. And then the advice is, number one, get out there live every week, every month, every day. You might not know this, Michelle. Many people might know this. I've gone every live, every night from eight o'clock to nine o'clock on Zoom, every night of the year for the last three years without missing one night.
0: I did see that. And I didn't. Okay.
1: Right. Without missing a single night. I'm sorry. I think, you know, maybe there was a Somebody, a a baby was born. I had to miss one night or something, but, (laughs) but, and that's my, that's my dedicate. Now I'm not saying all of our customers and our friends and colleagues are going to have that and nor should they, if that's not the balance for their life. But my point is, is the theme here is that my customers know they can rely on me. They know coach Dan's going to be there every day, week, month. So get yourself out there regularly on YouTube, on LinkedIn, broadcasting on zoom or whatever methods or platforms you have Get people used to the fact that you're going out there. They know they can count on seeing you. Have a killer lead magnet, freebie giveaway, blog, newsletter, whatever, that they associate with that live. And they know that live is there. And they know they got that lead magnet, the lead magnet in the live, the live in the lead magnet. And you're building a tribe in the following and just lean forward and just keep the gas, uh, the foot on the gas pedal. I love
0: that. And I know you said Um, you know, you gave some hints to your secret sauce and things like that. But also, you know, you've, you've been so consistent. I always say that consistency is something that is so rare in the online business world. And you're just a testament to the fact that it works.
1: Thank you so much for that. You are also an incredible marketing talent, and I'm looking forward to working with you on my Google ads.
0: Thank you. And yeah. so I have to ask one more question because it's been yep. driving me crazy since we started. Um, I know if you're listening, you won't be able to see what I'm talking about. But if you're watching on YouTube, is that the picture from, is it?
1: The Goodfellas? The
0: yeah, is that the dog looking left and the dog looking
1: right? It is, it is. It is. I, I'm. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'm fascinated by that movie and that scene. There's a side story to this. Let me tell you about it another time.
0: All right. Awesome. All right. I, I knew you, I knew
1: I knew the woman who painted it for real. Oh wow. Yeah, I'd like to tell you about that sometime, but I have a I do have a hard stop right now, believe it or not, one. Michelle.
0: All right. Well, thank the you so PMP much. PMP training. Really the
1: PMP it. training is calling.
0: All right. Well, you get back to it. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Have a good one.
1: Thank you, Michelle. We'll talk soon.
0: All right, that does it for my interview with Dan. Maybe someday I will have to hop back on the show and do a follow-up interview with him, maybe towards the end of the year and see how all of the changes that he implemented impacted his business and his profit. And so that we can finally get that story about the dog painting from Goodfellas. All right, as I mentioned, all of Dan's information is linked in the episode description or show notes, depending on where you're listening. And the best way that you can show support for the show, if you find these interviews as helpful and inspirational as I do, is to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you right back here next week.